Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My long-term esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is here, and between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And as you know, we're always looking to get cutting-edge information, tips, tools that will help you perform in the top 10%, but also help you if you're a leader to help your team perform in the top 10%, or if you're a parent to help you and your family um, you know, be happier and, and live a great life. We've been f- focusing on this topic of emotional brilliance, the title of the book that Kathy and I have. How do you be brilliant in the moment? Everything happens in the moment. What do you know about yourself? What do you know about others? What are some of the strengths that you pull out so that you could be your best? And in a moment, we're going to talk with David Noor about Curve Benders, a book he has, and we're going to um, delve into that really how strategic relationships empower your non-linear growth in the future of work. So I'm really excited about that. And Kathy, welcome to the show. Hello, Rally. Nice to hear you. And I'm very excited to get to know our guest today. Uh, I am, I guess, you know, kind of interested in moving things along today and, and getting us going on our topic. Um, you know, many people have uh, been excited about the fact that we have two new commercials. Uh, you know, we're changing up the format this year. Uh, I did get some comments back on uh, how people, you know, miss a little bit of our news. You know, what's going on with us. In addition to, you know, your, uh, your book, uh, your, um, you know, obviously our new book, Emotional Brains, Living a Stressless, Fearless Life. Uh, some of the things that we've been doing uh, that are very exciting with law enforcement, community policing, and physician burnout. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows how to reach you at www.drrellynadler.com. And I certainly want to make sure that everybody knows that we both do a free brilliance break every other Monday. Uh, Just check the schedule at emotionalbrilliance.com and you'll see the brilliance breaks listed. We're going to be doing a whole series on the emotional audit, which is going to be something that I'm looking forward to. And, of course, everybody knows that they can still get your free iApp, the Leadership Keys, with uh, videos, and you can find those at your app store. Uh, People also were curious if you're still doing your popular blog on psychology today, and I have said absolutely. Uh, You wouldn't miss it for the world. So just want to make sure everybody's up on the news, Relly. That's great. And, Kathy, a little bit about the news list for our our listeners that you've been um, heavily involved in in helping our police forces look at how they're going to look at restructuring and and training and, and, you know, on the front line, you know, with your background, you know, with uh, law enforcement, but also the military, and, you know, providing a lot of these tools and tips that we have on emotional brilliance. So a lot of this we have on our website 
emotionalbrilliance.com where you can look at uh, some of the training, some of the coursework, some of the modules that we have there that Kathy is uh, working on. And also, Kathy has her free iPhone uh, app that you can look at and you can see her, you know, brilliant face and hear some of the, the key tools and tips that, that she has. And Kathy can be uh, found also at drkathygreenberg.com and both of us can be found at www.eblifebook.com or also emotionalbrilliance.com. So Kathy, why don't we do a quick little introduction of <clears throat> David Noor and then we'll bring him on and We've got a series of questions to pick his brain. You bet. So, you know, it looks like uh, David is pretty well known, uh, David Knorr, for um, a lot of different kinds of work, but uh, Curve Benders, How Strategic Relationships Can Power Your Nonlinear Growth in the Future of Work, is going to be our topic today. And David is a senior leadership uh, board advisor, educator, executive coach, and best-selling author. And David Knorr is internationally recognized as the leading expert on applications of strategic relationships in profitable growth, sustained innovation, and lasting change. The author of 11 books, including bestsellers, Relationship Economics, oh, by one of uh, my publishers as well, Wiley, and um, co-create St. Martin's Press, as well as the forthcoming Curve Vendors, and uh, that will be out this year, 2021. And maybe he can tell us a little bit more about when that's going to happen and what's in that book today. Nor serves as an advisor to global clients and coaches. Uh, he's an adjunct professor at the Goizeta Business School at Emory University and was named to the Global Gurus 20. 30 Leadership Professionals and the Thinkers 50 Radar Class of 2021. He's a Forbes Leadership Contributor on the Future of Work and an Inc. Contributor to Relationship Economics. Nor's unique insights have been featured in a variety of prominent publications, including the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Fast Company, Huffington Post, uh, Entrepreneur and Knowledge at Wharton. He is also the host of a popular podcast called Curve Benders. Noor was born in Iran. He immigrated to the U.S. as a teenager with just $100. He had limited family ties and no fluency in English. He graduated from Georgia State University with a bachelor's degree in business management. And as you can see, he not only went on to earn an executive MBA from Goizeta Business School, but he is an amazing human being. He resides in Atlanta. And welcome to the show, David. You can learn more about him at www.norgroup.com. That's www.norgroup.com. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Raleigh. Good to be with you guys. Well, we're, we're happy to uh, hear a little bit more about what, what is a curve bender. And are you a curve bender? You know, where did where did this uh, curve bender come from? And maybe a little bit, you know, how that may tie into kind of your past. And you know, you had an incredible past of you know coming to the U.S. Uh, without the English language and just, you know very little family background. So maybe you know, give us a little background about you and how that may lead into your book. 
Uh, very kind of you to ask. Yes, as you, as Kathy was kind enough to mention, uh, I am originally from Iran, came to the U.S. with a hundred bucks suitcase, didn't know anybody, didn't speak a word of English. And, and, I, and I often share that story because over my life there's been several opportunities to build something from nothing. But really, more, more importantly, for those who have traveled or have lived abroad or worked abroad, this comment is going to make a lot of sense. The rest of the world build relationships first from which they do business. I, I, I've been in this country now for 40 years as an American or a lot of other Western cultures. If and only if the business part works, right? we'll, we'll then think about asking about their family, asking about their lives, getting to know them on a, on a personal basis. So, I've made it my mission for the last, this is year 19 of my practice, to, through my writing, through my speaking, through my education, through my coaching, help people really think about how to be more intentional, how to be more strategic, how to become more quantifiable in the business relationships they choose to invest in. And I think the two of you, particularly with the Emotional Brilliance book, would attest that what we tend to call soft skills, number one, aren't very soft. Number two, are a lot more difficult than most people can imagine. So I call my first book, Relationship Economics, the most recent one, Co-Create, and then the one that's actually getting released this week, Curvebenders, as my Star Wars trilogy, because they really focus on this idea that relationships, specifically business relationships can and should become a dramatically stronger enabler of our personal and professional success. So curve benders at their essence are relationships that have a profound impact on shaping our direction and our destination, where we go and how we get there. So, David, it's, uh, to me, it's fascinating to listen to you because coming from the corporate world where I was very well versed in, you know, business etiquette as a, a senior leader uh, in, in two of the world's largest consulting firms, Computer Sciences Corporation and, and Accenture, we always, you know, growing up, uh, come from a culture, right? And so I was always taught... Um, that you treat people the way you want to be treated. And the value of the relationship comes from the chemistry that you create with that client. And to me, it was always a bit off-putting in our business relationships and in our business etiquette classes that we would teach to go after the value proposition. And I think you and I are aligned on the importance of that human touch, that, 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 that point at which two humans connect on a subject that allows them to have a value-based relationship. Tell me a little bit about what is an organization's value agenda and how is that relevant to one's own growth journey? Kathy, thank you for asking, and, and you're exactly right, that chemistry is is I would submit more critical than ever because, uh, again, I think your audience will attest to this. I think everybody has a BS radar. The minute you're not authentic, the minute you're not 
genuine. The minute you forget to put that relationship's best interest at heart and demonstrate it through what you say, not, sorry, what you do, not just what you say, everybody sees right through that. So in the book, I talk about the organization's value agenda as its mission, vision, uh, direction to really create enterprise value. So I spent six years at a private equity firm and we bought and sold 110 different companies. And, and, and you know, certainly through your background, you, you've also had experience in moves organizations make, whether they go launch a new product or service or go after a new market segment or acquire another company, all in an effort to really increase their enterprise value. Well, that enterprise value creation at some point has to directly align with the talent. So what talent do we have? What talent can we bet on? What talent do we need to invest in to really help drive that upside? And respectfully, it may not be all the partners or it may not be all the vice presidents. It's that growing hyper-growth market segment that we're not as focused on. We're not investing as much in, and there's a lot of upside there for us. So understanding the organization's value agenda, right? Where's that upside growth going to come from should be directly related to individuals who aspire to create greater impact in the organization. So if I want to do more, if I want to accomplish more, if I want to achieve more in my company, I have to understand that value agenda and I have to make sure my initiatives, my focus, my value add is directly aligned with it. Does that make sense? Does that resonate? Uh, absolutely. It, it resonates in many ways. And, you know, before we get more into the subject, in my book, What Happy Companies Know, which is where we, you know, share some history, we talked about, you know, H-A-P-I-E. Are you heartfelt? Are you being adaptive? Uh, do you, you know, profit with people instead of at the expense of people? Uh, are you invigorated stakeholders, and do you share that with others? And are you an engaged community partner? So to me, your value agenda, it fits beautifully into the relevance of the things you value and the relevance uh, the things that that organization values that you want to do business with. So I think we're off to a great start, David. We're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about your brand new book, Curve Benders. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Icy Tech, like the hardworking men and women. They get up every day and do their job. The ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. IC Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand. With quality. With passion. We follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. 
How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams, and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with David nor about his book, Curve Bender. Uh, his website is www.nourgroup.com, and his book is just coming out this week, and so we're going to be delving into that. And David, before the break, we were talking about a little bit of, of the organization's value agenda, and you mentioned about uh, you know people have a BS register and they can see it. How does that tie in, or how does one's personal market value and attributes tie into that organizational value? Uh, really, great question. And as I mentioned to Kathy before the break, you know, organizations make a lot of moves to increase their enterprise value. So it dawned on me, in this personal and professional growth journey from now to next, right? So, you know, I'm doing well today, but I aspire to reach another level of success, impact, results, in that journey from now to next, what are some of the things I can do to similarly increase my personal market value? I've always believed that there's a direct correlation between the impact and and specifically the outcomes you create, not just the outputs in how that organization is better off because of your efforts. So, in an entire section within the Curve Bender's book, I talk about this idea of your personal market value, and it's three fundamental rings. There's a, there's a foundational one, you know, and, and, and you, you one could say it's fairly obvious that if you have a happy home life and a stable home life, you're going you're gonna to be much more focused on creating those outcomes at work and vice versa. The next level are a series of value accelerants. So this idea of financial acumen, this idea of relational breadth, depth, more importantly, the idea of 
brand, your personal professional brand, how strong is that equity? How consistent is that brand promise to equity? The last layer is really what I call growth enablers. Think of resilience. Think of relevance. Think of a personal S-curve to constantly reinvent yourself to remain relevant. Those are all the, the, the key attributes, I believe, will dramatically elevate and enhance one's personal market value. So, David, as you are, are talking about uh, the S-curve and the, you know, continually looking at yourself and your value and the things uh, that, you know, you typically uh, don't take into consideration, you know, on the path to success, you, you talk about a couple of things that resonate uh, with Relly and I, and that is the relational intelligence. Uh, and, you know, we may be getting ahead of ourselves. Maybe in getting to this nonlinear growth, and then we'll jump back into relationship intelligence, you can talk a little bit about where, where does this curve bender idea stem from? Kathy, that's a great question. So really a good way to think about it for you and your audience is think of a series of stair steps. In relation, I, I, earlier I mentioned that relationship economics, co-create, and curve benders are my Star Wars trilogy. Any of these books, any of these ideas will stand alone, but if you, you want to learn more about you know, Luke Skywalker, watch episodes four, five, and six. So in relationship economics, I talked about taking everyday contacts and investing in those, nurturing those on a consistent basis over time to create real, meaningful, authentic, and value-based relationships. If you take a few of those relationships and, and really elevate them over time through ups and downs, and I talk about this personal, functional, and really ultimately strategic relationships, those really push you beyond, they push us beyond our comfort zone, they push us beyond our perceived reach, they really help drive our performance, execution, and results. In Co-Create, almost four years ago, I wrote this notion that when two or more parties come together, they can co-create net new value, net new growth, that neither one of them could have done by themselves. And it dawned on me in a really interesting conversation with one of my own curve vendors, think of that professor you had so many years ago. Think of that first, maybe potentially early manager that took you under his or her wings and really taught you more than the business, but they really shaped the leader that you are today, the manager, the executive that you are today. And in some ways, those strategic relationships, even when a level higher and they created this indelible imprint on shaping us, shaping our values at work, shaping how we think about servant leadership, compassionate leadership, empathetic leadership. And I start to call those relationships. So they're, they're considerably far and few in between, but those are your curve vendors. And as I alluded to earlier, they, they dramatically impact both your direction an ultimate destination in how you learn, how you grow, how you reinvent yourself to remain relevant. So, David, um, a couple things just to explain our terms for our audience. You know, as you're talking about curve benders, is the 
is, is the curve related to the S-curve? Maybe you need to explain the S-curve. Is the curve uh, more related to your career and, and turns you take in that? So just for our audience, maybe define some of those terms. Sure. Raleigh, great question. So this global pandemic is highlighted how I think woefully underprepared we were for this level of disruption. So I embarked right. on a journey to really research and we've identified 15 forces that will continue to disrupt not just the way we work, but also the way we live, the way we play, and the way we give to others. To remain relevant through these disruptions, so one example is think about it if, as knowledge workers, we didn't have internet access in the last 14 months. I think we'd be even in deeper trouble than we are today. So... Many believe the next major global disruption could be a cyber attack or, God forbid, a natural disaster. Well, none of us have a crystal ball. None of us can predict that future, but I believe we can all plan for it. So the curve we're talking about, to remain relevant, you're going to have to reinvent yourself. And that's exactly where that personal S-curve comes in. Early on, you're investing. Then you excel at something. Then you hit your stride. Ultimately, you're going to reach that plateau. You're going to reach that top of the S where, candidly, you're bored. You know it. I know it. Everybody around you know it. And unless you infuse some excitement, energy into that, what you're doing, the role, the position, the department, the impact in the organization, you're going to start to decline. And you start to wing it or you start to hit that snooze button way too many times in the morning. So curve benders, again, are these relationships that come into our lives and they push us beyond our comfort zone. Interestingly enough, I interviewed 100 executives, over 100 executives for the book, and the common thread that I think you and Kathy would really appreciate when I asked them in thinking about those that have had a profound impact on their lives, I said, was there a common thread? And really, the, the common response was they saw the best version of me even when I couldn't see it myself. They saw this latent value. They saw this leader that I could become if I applied some of these ideas. Beautiful. David, I was just going to say, when you, when you clarify these terms, it becomes clear that there is a, a personal element that tends to, uh, I want to say, continuously blend their career with who they really are. And, you know, 20 years ago, we talked about uh, work-life balance. That didn't work, especially for working moms. And then we started talking about having more of a blended career. And so a lot of people started opting out of corporate America and becoming entrepreneurs because they wanted the blended career on their own terms. How do you see curve vendors now evolving that personal blending into a career using those, the, the, the strategies in the S curve you just described? Kathy, great, great question. And, I think you would agree that this pandemic has accelerated a lot of reflection from most professionals. 
and, and I don't want to speak for others. Let me just speak for myself. Pre-pandemic in 2019, I was on the road 208 days. Now, I love what I do, and that doesn't really feel like work to me. And I always believe some people get in a car to go to work. I would just get in airplanes to go to work. In 2020, I, I, I traveled 22 days. And I actually had a better year in 20 than I did in 19. So it starts to make you think, do we really have to go back to that grind? Do we have to go back to some of the really dysfunctional things we were doing, right? Number one. Number two, you brought up this amazing superheroes in our lives that constantly get forgotten, which are working moms, right? And I'm, I'm in awe of just watching my own wife. Now, we're, we're blessed. We've got two older children. One is at college and one is finishing up high school. And they're, they, they're, they're self-sufficient. My heart goes out to those working moms with, or dads with younger kids. Because overnight, they became tech support. They became teachers. They became experimental chefs. I don't know if you and Rally know there's 75 different ways to make a hot dog. Right? And they had to take shifts in when they scheduled work around their childcare and, and, and certainly personal aspirations to spend more quality time with their, with their children and with, their, with each other. So, so I think this pandemic has accelerated. You're exactly right. This idea that we don't have a work life and a personal life. We have one life. And if I want to leave Monday afternoon to go be a scout leader or leave by 4 o'clock to watch my kid play lacrosse, I'm going to do that. And I'll catch up on email when they all go to bed later today. Or I'll do a little bit of extra work on a weekend. But I don't want to feel like I'm disappointing them when I'm working. And, and when I'm on vacation, I don't want to think about all the emails that are getting piled up. Because they'll be there when I get back. So I think the sooner we start to integrate our personal aspirations with our professional obligations... I think the happier we're all going to be. And I think this pandemic has accelerated that path. So, so along with that, David, as, as many people are thinking about, you know, going back to work, and if so, how often do they go back, you know, from work from home, um, do you see this work-life blending? So it sounds like you're you know, coining a new term, work-life blending, is going to be happening even more so now that we got a taste of, of the good parts of working from home, but then also kind of the bad parts of working from home. You see that uh, as people are recreating what going back to work looks like, there'll be an important element. Rally, unequivocally, yes. And, and let me actually go one step further. I actually believe a lot of leaders right now who are thinking about coming back. By the way, I, I don't believe there's any going back. It's all kind of moving forward. But this idea of coming back to work, I think they're actually thinking about it wrong. Because most conversations are around, should we come back two days or three days? Versus exactly what you said, which is, let's use this grand experiment of sending 100 million people to work from home. Surprisingly, it's actually worked really well. So let's figure out, how do we rethink? How do we reimagine? How do we reinvent work? So we're much more focused on, as I said earlier, outcomes, not output. Do you really care, right, how many hours people put some, you know, time in to do something, or do you really care about the end result? So, and I think that's a phenomenal opportunity for empathetic leaders to do more than just talk about 
their commitment to their people and their talent and, and demonstrate it, especially with some grace, especially with empathy for those moms or for their dads or for those people that, good Lord, pre-pandemic would have, you know, hour and a half, two hour commutes and they would just watch their lives waste away. And they saw in this pandemic that they don't have to do that to be productive, to contribute. But I think increasingly, employers are going to want the holistic. We want the whole, you want the best version of you. So do the work on how you deem appropriate. We, we got we to get out of the babysitting. Hire professionals. We got to get crystal clear on our expectations and let them do, create the outcomes, not just worry about the output. Beautiful. I was waiting for Kathy to join time in there, but uh, beautifully well well put. Um, so this is a great opportunity for us to, you know, like you said, to really look personally at kind of that S-curve, you know, and then also for the organization, what's all the good stuff we can take forward. And as we move into the future, you kind of highlighted just a little bit of this about these 15 forces impacting the future. Um, say a little bit more about this, you know, often when when Kath and I talk to groups, we talk about what's what's in their control, what's not in their control, and that kind of dynamic, there's a lot of things out of control. So say a little bit more about the forces and that whole idea of what's in your uh, control or not. Sure. So, again, at the onset of this pandemic, it, it was uh, glaringly apparent of how many organizations really weren't a video culture, right? That just wasn't right. part of their DNA, and overnight, we all had to figure out how to do Zoom or Team or Skype or a number of other ways just to reconnect because we could no longer get together within physical proximity. So technology is certainly one of the more prevailing ones. And, and you're exactly right. We broke down these 15 forces into really four distinct areas. Personal, which you have immediate and direct control over organizational, which think about around strategies, around structure, around resources. Industry, so think of what industry trade associations or ecosystems or collaboration across multiple players in the same industry could do. And there's just some transitionary ones like technology or economy that really cut across all three. But let me just give you a couple of examples. One is hey, grit. Hey, David. So Angela hey, David. Duckworth in her seminal. Hey, David. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So just we're going to have to take a break. So before we got into, in, into this kind of new piece, I'd love to hear about Angela Duckworth and, and, and grit. So we're going to go to a break, and then we'll be right back, and we'll follow up on these. You mentioned three of the four. We'll hear the fourth one and then go to where you were just about ready to take us. You're listening to Leadership Development News, so come right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? 
How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams, and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having an engaging conversation with David Knorr on his new book, Curvebenders. David, uh, when we went to break, you were talking uh, a little bit about the, uh, the personal, the organizational, uh, the industrial, economic uh, type of uh, opportunities here. Can we dive a little bit into the ideas around emotional intelligence and how your curve vendors might help themselves with a little bit more 
uh, focus around that personal, uh, interpersonal relationship piece in order to leverage the strategic intent around the organizational, uh, the industry, the economic, and the other types of uh, relationships required to be successful. Kathy, that's a great question. And uh, it's one that I continuously see setting great leaders apart. And I, and I, and I would submit to you that, that certainly, uh, you, you know, the, the, the formula of EQ plus IQ, right, really becomes an enabler of that next generation of leaders that get identified, tapped into, to lead key initiatives. And, and interestingly enough, I believe, and, and we've observed this, if you invest in both understanding, internalizing, and consistently applying emotional intelligence in how you engage, how you influence others, you're going to dramatically benefit from what I call the three ships. And, and I actually learned this from another executive. That is leadership, mentorship, and sponsorship. And those are some of the attributes that curve vendors bring with their support of you and your ideas or your perspectives or the key initiatives you want to lead. And those are also some of the attributes you need to create greater impact in your organization. We need that leadership. We need that mentorship that can guide our energy and, and excitement and passion for something in the right direction. And we need sponsorship. We need leaders. We need others to speak up when those challenging projects or initiatives come up and say, hey, what about Kathy? What about Relly, who's doing a great job? What do you think about him or her kind of leading this effort on our behalf? So I couldn't convey a great, greater sense of emotional intelligence and courage to both benefit from the wisdom of curve benders, but also become curve benders in the lives of others. So, uh, thank you, David, uh, for that. And I just want to make sure we're uh, following up on the on the loop of things when we talked about before we went to the break. You had talked about personal, organizational, in- industry, and then uh, transitionary, and then you were just about ready to kind of follow up on some of the work of uh, Angela Duckworth, I think. But love to have you kind of complete that that thought. You're, you're exactly right. So, so I wrote a uh, I wrote an interesting article in our in our forum in our private online community today about the incredible disconnect between higher education and the real world, and and really I I struggle even with my own kids of how higher education drives standardized testing and out of these predetermined options, pick the best one, and we need you to be equally competent across a very you know, strong, consistent spectrum of topics. And the real world, you, Kathy, and I, and your listeners know that's not how the real world functions. So what I appreciate about Angela Duckworth's seminal work on grit, not just her definition of passion meets perseverance, but in the future of work, all of the data that we're able to uncover definitively point to this idea of 
scrappiness and resourcefulness and creativity in figuring things out. We, we are so used to giving people answers instead of really guiding their learning, their growth, their passion to learn, their passion to, it's okay to struggle. And I wrote about in the book, there's a great story of a gentleman named Jim Thorpe. If you or your audience haven't heard of Jim Thorpe, he was a 1912 Olympian. And if you Google Jim Thorpe, one of the images you'll find is probably the most popular image of him is it looks like he's wearing, he was a, it was a track and field runner. And one of the pictures shows that he's, it looks like he's wearing two different colored socks. And it turns out the morning of his race, 1912 Olympics, his running shoes were stolen. He digs through the garbage and finds two different pair of shoes and ends up having to wear a second pair of socks on one foot just so they would fit. <laughs> Golly, he won two Olympic golds that day. Uh. And it's just a testament to his incredible grit, to his, and yet how often in our modern day organizations, we let countless crutches get in our way. How, do we, how often do we let all that we don't have keep us from accomplishing, achieving, delivering the outcomes through what we do have. So in some ways, we'll have to raise that personal commitment to overcoming and really developing our resilience, developing our grit factor. That's a really great uh, story, uh, David, and it's, it's one uh, that you know, I, I hold near and dear to my heart. So you just touched me. Tell me a little bit about uh, what does uh, the Marshall Goldsmith MG100 uh, mean to you? I got to tell you, uh, I'm a huge believer that we're all products of the advice we take. And uh, Marshall, uh, certainly the Thinkers 50 community, and the book I talk about several other curve benders in my life. There's a a really well-known consultant's consultant, gentleman named Alan Weiss out of, uh, out of uh, the Northeast. And every one of these individuals have not only shaped my own growth, my own journey, but Kathy, they create these communities. These, I think Malcolm Gladwell calls them, you know, or maybe Adam Grant calls them your watering hole. Basically like-minded professionals who come together and they're passionate about similar topics and, and, and again, our research led to Einstein had something similar. Uh, think of it almost like a breakfast club where he would get together with other brilliant scientists. And instead of just competing for who gets a credit on topic, they would just openly and candidly talk about their ideas. And, and others would challenge, not the individual, but they would challenge the idea. And in essence, improve on that idea and build on it. Again, without, without, let me have my attorneys send you a non-disclosure agreement before we can talk. They would just talk through ideas. And I think that's a, that's a missed opportunity for most professionals to build this inner circle of other like-minded, potentially competitive, ideally collaborative relationships where you're okay with others challenging your assumptions, challenging your hypothesis, challenging 
how you think and lead differently. And I think that's as relevant to every role, every opportunity. You know, and I think uh, as all of us as, as coaches, that's what we kind of bring to other, other you know, our professional clients. I know you talk about kind of having colleagues and, and that you have that with. But I also think that as coaches, this whole idea of being thinking partners with people so that they can explore their thinking. You know, and one of the things that we talk about, David, a lot is people don't really like to think long or hard. And so when you do have somebody who challenges you to think, and whether that's a leader or a coach or some of these folks that are in your your kind of network, um, you get past that discomfort of maybe thinking long and hard. So before we end here, are there some things that get in the way? Uh, You talked about fender vendors, you know, of this um, that people just need to be aware of. Uh, Really great question. So in my interviews, uh, I'm I'm seldom surprised by, by the research or interviews and several opportunities came up that kind of, I had to take a step back. I, I was describing curve vendors as these positive, uplifting people that bolster our success and really help us get to a different level. And one of my interviews said, because of that SOB curve vendor, I am today where I am. And I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's, you sound like that person took you completely in the wrong direction. They're like, they did. And, and it was an awful story. And, and it dawned on me that, that I don't want to, I don't want to dilute the value of what I call curve vendors in a positive upward trending, but there are people that come into our lives that completely take us in the wrong direction. So I jokingly, and I, and I started calling them fender benders. And, and if you think about it, it's one of those things that just happens in our lives and it's a complete pain in the rear and it disrupts our schedules and the insurance and uh, recovery from it and on and on and on. So in the book, I talk about how to detect those early on. The view is always nicer from the high road. So take the high road, but disengage. And as quickly as you can, because there's inherent opportunity cost when it comes to relationships to you know, not spend time with those that are not, and Kathy brought it up, aligned with your values, aligned with your direction, uh, you know, because you're spending time with fender benders that are just going to completely waste your time, effort, resources. You know, David, it's been such an inspiration to have you on the show today and to hear the energy in your voice and to give, uh, actually to give thought to the things we can do in a post-pandemic world and to recognize uh, that, you know, looking in the rearview mirror at the fender benders needs to be behind us. And like John Thorpe, regardless of what the situation, it's time for us all to put on our big boy and big girl pants and, you know, get to getting, you know, it's time to get out there and take on the role that as, you know, Duckworth would say is uh, the thing that meets our passion. So thank you so much for your inspiration today. I hope everybody goes and looks at you at www.nourgroup.com. And David, thanks for inspiring us today. Amazing. Kathy, great to be with you. And Relly, I appreciate you having me. What was the last thing you said, David? I said I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for having me. Oh, okay. Good, good. I lost that. Yeah, so thank you so much, David, and uh, uh, we hope people get your book. I'm certainly going to be interested in you got some great ideas. So thank you very much. You've been listening to Leadership Development News. Stay tuned and keep tuning in so you can tune up your performance.
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.